Hi, Love Leaders. It's Dr. Shannon Roberts, your host for the Love Leading Podcast, where we discuss how to create connection in your most important relationship that God designed, bringing health and sometimes healing while deepening intimacy. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Love Leading Podcast with Dr. Shannon, and we are in our series of New Year, New Us. And again, we have a guest with us, Pastor Greg Freilich from the Difference Church, and we are on session number three in this yeah. co- uh, podcast series. And the biggest one today, we are going to tackle communication. Which is a huge thing. Easy, and e- simple. Easy, simple. Big umbrella. Lots to talk about today. Yeah. yeah. Um, it it is simply the biggest um area of challenge for all couples. Yeah. Um, it's the biggest number one complaint to couples that come into my office, and so it's it's a quandary, right, uh, Pastor Greg? Because the scripture is so clear and prescriptive. Um, as we both have said, if God designed marriage, then why does it get so complicated, especially when he gives us the handbook? Yeah, in the be easy in the um, written word about how to do this and how to do this well. Yeah. So talk to me. I mean, what let's first unpack. What is that prescription in scripture that God says, if we live like this, we'll be successful? Yeah. So I think. um Ultimately, and we've we've touched on this a little bit in the past, is as human beings created by God, the very essence of who God is, right, is he's a God of love. Like he created us not because he needed us to love him, but because it's out of the outpouring of his love, right? I I relate it to this. A lot of people have pets. Mm. And I I say to people all the time, like, hey, do you train your pet to to bark? I love you and say compliments, but you, of course not. Right. You love your pet right. out of the overflow of your heart. Mm, this is how God is good. for us, right? So if that's true and, and God is a God of love that loves us out of the overflow and we were created in his likeness, mm. then ultimately, I believe when we are functioning at optimum performance, we're loving well. Mm-hmm. And I would say that in order to say you're loving well, there has to be action to that. Right. You can't just say, oh yeah, I love her. She knows. Like, have you heard people say that? Yeah. Probably in your absolutely. counseling session. Does that work? Uh, absolutely not. I right. Mean, how many, oh, my dog knows I care about them, but I'm not going to like pet them, them or check them out them. or talk to them. Right. <laughs> right. There has to be action. And, and I think, um, what we're going to talk about today and this is we may do two sessions on i this. know there's so much we don't rehearse this we just kind of we have some conversations before and we're like all right let's go let's go let's see but what I, happens but i think communication <laughs> i think if you if you want to go to the scriptures right it says right. that um you go to proverbs 18 21 right death and life are in the power of the tongue yikes guys uh, yeah, there's so many scriptures, right? Be <laughs> be slow to speak, right? And quick to listen. And you can talk about Luke 6, 45, that out of the good things stored in our heart, right? The mouth speaks what oh, the heart is full of. And so- I have a lot to say about that. Okay, so this idea of communication, mm-hmm. the, the tongue, the power of the tongue, yeah. you can either bless someone or you can curse someone. Injure, yeah. And you have this freedom, 
to be able to choose which one you're going to have. And unfortunately, I think so many people, when you come from a place of being injured, it's really easy to use words to injure someone because, okay, remember the old saying when you were a kid, sticks and stones oh will break goodness. my bones, but names will never hurt me. Words, yeah. Uh, isn't that the biggest lie that's it, ever been said? Especially when it comes to your most intimate partner whom you're supposed to trust yeah. and care about the right. most. Right. It, it can have an even deeper injury Yes. Um, with the way that we interact for sure. Yeah. So that, that whole communication, it's, of course, we know communication is both verbal and nonverbal, but we're kind of talking today right now about the verbal, right? Just the, this, how we're supposed to go about it. Like, and then there's the whole, you know, um, love chapter, you know, first Corinthians 13, yeah. not easily offended, not easily angry, patient, kind, <laughs> generous, no record keeping, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so it, always trust, always hopes. So then there's this, I mean, if this is what we know to be true and listen, I work with faith couples most, but they mm -hmm. still come in and they are still in this chronic rigid kind of communication cycle that does not reflect any of those prescriptive things. Mm. And, you know, in the community, you know, of faith couples, it's unfortunately um, as high of a percentage of a divorce rate as in the secular world. So obviously just the prescriptive nature of scripture is not necessarily always enough, right? right. So what happens between this big, there's a big dissonance between how God designed us, that we are supposed to be in an intimate emotionally regulated, safe and secure, intimate kind of partnership. That's how we're designed. Mm -hmm. He gives us the keys on how that best is nurtured and um, approached. But yet even, you know, the faith community sometimes falls short. And so this was such a big, you know, deal. I mean, th this is how we kind of yeah. met and the purpose yeah. of why we met. Yeah. You're seeing this in your church. I'm seeing this in our my office. Yes. So speak to that. What yeah. you really had this vision. Yeah, where I felt like um there's really not enough counselors to go around to people that need to learn how to communicate better as couples. Like I, I haven't met a whole lot of couples that I would say, like, no, they don't really need any help. Like, I think everyone needs help. Absolutely. We can always be in a state of growth. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought, well, does everybody need to come and sit in your office right. for 12 weeks and have this intensive, it is really good for some. And there's a group of people that, yes, they yes, need it. Right. But I think there's this other segment of the population mm -hmm. that have generally a loving marriage. Mm -hmm. Like they're committed to one another, mm -hmm. right? They took their vows seriously. These huge hurt betrayals right. or the A's abuse right. addiction or, you know, right. You know, but all yet those. there's something that is like a block mm -hmm. that they're just not getting through. And then you add kids to the equation and that sort of starts to move them in this direction. And I thought, couldn't we, in a sense, come up with this virtual counseling? Listen to this. Yeah. Where we could take couples through a program that would for these 60% of couples that are like considered vibrant marriages yet have these issues where if someone had 
this insight from professional a professional counselor <laughs> to take us through this that we could in a sense walk them through a video session mm -hmm. where they could start to learn these tools and practices mm -hmm. of how to communicate better mm -hmm. and then give them homework mm -hmm. so sort of like a self-guided yeah. virtual counseling. counseling and so that's what we've been kind of partnering on yeah having this significant part of the church app that yep. um, all couples can walk through yep. understanding the lens of the dynamics unique to their relationship and almost kind of be able to self-prescribe yep. and self-correct which is amazing yeah yeah and it's gone well and that's the reason why he's here today because we've kind of been historically been doing this you know and so we wanted to share it with my community of people yeah so okay so let's go back to the very beginning yes. you know this is prescriptive this is how we're designed couples don't know necessarily how to do that well and there is you know several reasons right we could beat this up a thousand different times but it's mm -hmm. worth mentioning why is it that couples tend to get to this place where they are not connecting well they're not communicating well they um aren't having that fulfillment and success and in feeling that warmth and security in their relationship that they really ultimately desire so what what do you think this is i think uh, there's a lot of different reasons i think uh, ultimately um it comes down to we tend to have an inward focus and we start mm. focusing on self I like and meeting our needs. Mm. And there's so much focus on meeting our needs that when my spouse is not doing that, I'm focusing on what she's not doing instead of, wait a minute, what am I supposed to be doing, right? Especially if you say I'm a Christ follower. Yeah. Right. What are we supposed to do? We are supposed to give up our lives in mm -hmm. love, in service to another. Right. Well, who better than the one you took vows towards yeah. in front of God that said, uh -huh. this is the one, right. one that yeah. I'm going to love. And I think we turn inward. It's not even something we intentionally do. Right. But the stresses of life, jobs, uh -huh. kids, different Urgencies. things. Yeah. Yes. Um, cause us to not think about, wow, my spiritual needs aren't being met right now. Right. And so I'm going to cling to this person mm -hmm. to meet my spiritual needs. That never works. Correct. You can't meet a spiritual need by a physical being. It has to be met in a spiritual way. Yeah. Right. You're speaking volumes here because couples that go to the altar, they have a genuine desire. Yes of that starting point as i pick you of all the people on this planet of the opposite gender i pick you you are my choice and i yeah. can't imagine um not ever showing up and wanting to make choices that make you happy right till death do us part i mean right. that's a big vow and big it's a vow. willing vow and so you fast forward um they get in your office a lot of times first before they even get to my office yep. And they are leaps and volumes away from that mindset. Yep. And whether that's just natural trend or whether that's just our natural flesh and taking over, there's other things at play here, right? There's, um, you know, cultural norms, societal expectations. Can you speak to that? Yeah, 
I, I think that this is one of those sort of sensitive areas yeah. that a lot of people are like, we can't talk about this. But I, <laughs> I think we can talk about this. And I think that- With a lot of open curiosity, yeah, right? A lot it of open curiosity. We are not the 40s and 50s anymore. Right. Right. That's just not who we are as a nope. society. But what are we going to do with these shifts? Right. So I think there's I think it's important to acknowledge that God created- male and female in a way that was beautiful that I, I believe that as we come together, complimentary, so complimentary, right? Mm -hmm. Like I know as a man, there are some shortcomings on some things <laughs> that I'm just not great at. Right. Um, and that my wife brings to the table that are really good. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there are some things that she's not mm -hmm. as good at and just not naturally wired towards that I'm really good at. Mm -hmm. And if we can get those two things merged together, mm -hmm. We're so much of a better unit mm -hmm. together. This idea of two shall become one. Yes. The the problem is, and you talk about societal norms, oftentimes is um, the world is trying to tell everybody, like, blow out all those things. Like, there are no norms. There should Traditional be roles. Yes. And and men can be just like women. And women can be like all and all that kind of stuff. And I, I just think that's not true. I just don't mm -hmm. think that's the way God created us to be. And so men need to understand. This is what I find. Younger men, I'm 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 discipling younger men. It's been great. They don't really know what it means to be a man. Mm. And so they want to be a provider, a protector, a loving husband, a, a warrior for their woman and servant, servant and humble and open the door. But they don't even know how to do that because society has told them, like, well, don't open the door for them. You're insulting mm -hmm. them. And we're trying to serve you by doing that, not not laud something mm -hmm. over you, but mm -hmm. society and the world is trying to tell you like masculinity is toxic and it's mm -hmm. bad. No, I just don't think we really know what good masculinity looks like. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, not and here I am, a full time professional career woman who raised three children mm -hmm. um, as a business owner, yeah. entrepreneur, yeah. professional. I'm not saying that there isn't a, a room and a place for that, for but we sure. do um, uh, sell women this bill that you, we can have it all and we don't need men. And, right. Um, and so it, there's this now tension, I think, greater tension yep. um, between. And now we these um, differences are seen as these idiosyncrasies that we're you know frustrated and irritated at rather yes. than we value the differences that yeah. can come in and uniquely be complementary in this path together and having that open dialogue of how do we make those tensions work for us right yeah yeah and 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 just evidence of that is you know every sitcom today right portrays the guy as some beer drinking you know idiot who's mm -hmm. can't get anything right bumbling <laughs> around like you know come the on, women poke fun and right, you know, right? And, you know and that's just you know we're so much more deep and complicated than that mm -hmm. and i think that it's 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 really beautiful to acknowledge right. differences and then realize that your spouse comes to the table with a whole resource of stuff. Right. And if used in the right way, right. man, it just enriches your life together. But we right. get self-focused. Very self-focused. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. I think another thing that happens is we don't really take into account that how much we bring along um, with family of origin. You know, what was role modeled in our homes with conflict resolution skills and 
you know, the way that we communicate and our, the level of, of vulnerability and, yeah. you know, all of those kinds of things. Do you see that as well? Yeah. Yeah. When you when she says family of origin, I love that. It's, is that a clinical type? It word? is. It's yeah. a cycle. The families you grew up in, the ones that cooked you well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's so true. One of the things that recently has sort of come up um in dealing with some some folks is this idea this question that that is coming up like hey go back into your childhood and can you remember mm. moments where you were comforted well mm -hmm. think about that for a second and if you go back and it and you really can't remember a lot of times where you were comforted well you probably are going to have a hard time being a comforter to your spouse or even reaching to your spouse for comfort. Right. Because you just kind of, you just kind of had to do it on your own, Correct. but that's not okay to stay there. Like it's, it's okay for you to need comfort. Mm -hmm. It's okay for you to want that. And your spouse needs that right. from you. And so how you grew up, did you have a very hugging, loving, mm -hmm. talked about a lot of things or was Bringing it like, to a place of ownership. I, I hurt you. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, those are attaboys. Good for you. Those are. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, uh, couples just, you know, naturally carry with them what they've practiced their entire yeah. life. And they didn't realize that once they started hitting the bumps that, oh, I came from a family of yellers. We just said what was on our mind. We spoke yep. the truth and we yeah. put it all out there. Raw, unfiltered. Run, raw and unfiltered. And then, you know, we kind of just got over it the next day. We didn't really ever circle back around and kind of nurture those wounds. Everyone just learned how to like roll with those punches. And then maybe they're married to this other kind of family um, history where, yeah, we... I think um, my my parents must have argued, but we never saw it. Um, they I never heard a crossword spoken. If they did it, it was behind closed doors, which is a shame too, because if they really did know how to do it well, it wasn't role modeled or taught. Right. And so everyone just withheld emotions. We didn't talk. Something we rock. didn't feel. <laughs> everything was kind of passed over and kind of dismissed and unaddressed. And so you put these two dynamics together. And they play it out in their new dynamic of the us and the, they're like hitting all kinds of bumps in the road. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to do this well. Yep. And so family of origin has a huge, huge inf influence on um, that conflict cycle. And what we see in research is this cycle, this the way that we communicate, not that we fight, not what we fight over, but the way that we interact around those um, things is the biggest predictor of divorce. Mm. Is that important? Is this the similar to how you say it's not it's not wrong. I think couples get this wrong. Like it's not wrong to fight. You're gonna have disagreements, mm. but you've said it's how we do that. Yeah. How do we go about healthy. that? Yes. You know, we do have these two different kind of gender brains. Um, we have two different ex experiential um, models that come. We have different personalities and opinions and perspectives and life experiences. Of course, we're going to have some tension somewhere, yeah. somehow in the way we see life and see the world. And having a healthy way of doing those differences where we come to an us mm. work through yeah. teamwork, you know, is, is necessary. So in fact, if you have healthy protests, I call them protests, 
Um, Is that the challenge flag? The challenge, right. <laughs> I have something that I don't like. Yeah. Ouch. I need to express an ouch. Yeah. Um, it could actually deepen intimacy because yeah, you're learning things about your partner that they not only like, but also don't like. Yeah. And it, it it matters to us, right? You said something really important there. Don't miss this. This is this is really kind of what this is all about. This whole new year, new us. The new year, new us comes down to intimacy. And what we shared in the previous talk is intimacy is being known, mm -hmm. good and bad. What yeah. do I like? What do I not like? And the more known you are, the more vulnerable you are. And by the way, you can't get there if you can't even protest because you're afraid of what the, your partner's going to say. Correct. You will not get to this deeper known and you won't get to this deeper level of intimacy, which is really what you're all about. And what I'm all about right. is getting you to this place of like, there's more, right. there is definitely 27 years of marriage. <laughs> And there is more. I know there is. My wife knows there is. Like mm -hmm. we're we're chasing after that. I'm seeing more and more um, couples coming in, and you know this gray divorce thing. You know where in late stage divorces, especially women choosing, you know after they raise their family, choosing mm -hmm. like to bail. And I have couples come in and saying, "No, we don't want this. Mm -hmm. we, I don't want one to live in um, this kind of mediocre vanilla right. place. Right. Nor do I want our whole chapter that we worked for to, you know, be cut off, be cut off, or you know, erased or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so they they come in saying, "We want more. We want better. We want to finish well. We want it to be honorable and purposeful and fulfilling." So they're they're doing some hard work and uh, I love that and I love that you're watching this. Mm -hmm. That means you're interested in the same thing. Mm -hmm. So the other thing that I have seen and I know that you've seen it, Pastor, um, that I think this big dissonance between what Scripture prescribes and what couples are able to kind of do or not do is this a lot of unresolved hurt and pain Yeah, that we haven't had the dynamics on knowing how to navigate that well yeah. so that we can have healing conversations. But can you speak to that? You unresolved hurt yeah. that continues to fester and maybe reoccur over and over again. Yeah. And what happens is when, and this is why we're talking about communication, communication gets cut off even further because now if I'm going to protest something that's making me feel uncomfortable, I'm not as careful about the words I'm choosing because I'm injured. Yes. And so on, now I'm using my words carelessly yes. and throwing this out and pointing fingers mm -hmm. as opposed to expressing something deeper within my heart to try to communicate, hey, that's hurting me. Can we maybe back up and like talk about that? It's yeah. it's like um, we could use an example of um, couples that probably none of you have had this happen, <laughs> but where one of the spouse wants time uh -huh. with the other one and feels a little neglected, feels a little neglected. They're hurting a little bit and he or she are on their phone mm -hmm. and the other one says now they want to say i want you i, I miss you yes. i want you i want and, to connect with you and this is what we say you're always on your phone you're you on just that put phone it away again? you just put it away mm -hmm. right yeah and how does that go over not well 
Oh, no. uh, and another one gets defensive. Well, yeah. you do this too. Right. <laughs> well, you're on your computer right. or, you know, we all have things we spend times on. Right. But that's not a good way to communicate a very real thing which is I'm feeling neglected. I'm not feeling as loved. I'm not feeling cared for. Mm -hmm. I want you mm -hmm. like, wow, who doesn't want to be? I who said at the beginning, our deepest need is to know that we're loved. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so if you yeah. want to spend time with me, that um, tells me I'm loved, uh -huh. but yet I don't feel loved because you're basically, I feel judged when yeah. you're, you're like, you're always on your phone. Right. It's like, I'm not good. That enough. makes me want to put my phone down. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Now you're like, now you know why I'm on my phone. How much would you love to hear? Hey, you're my favorite person on oh, the planet. Wow. I would love to spend the final moments, 10 or 15 minutes with you. Did you hear that? The difference in that? <laughs> you're, listen, to, think, think about it. You're always on your phone or, hey, you know what? You're my favorite person to spend time with. And it seems like you probably have a few things maybe you're working on right now, but when can we have that space? Or I don't know, how mm -hmm. how, how can you say that, yeah. you know? I miss. I miss you. I miss yeah, you. Yeah, I miss you. Hey, you want to go for a walk or you want to go get a ice cream? I love ending my day with you. Yeah. These are all affirmative, positive, yeah, right. self, But you know, to your point, we move into these really chronic, rigid, kind of harsh self-protective because we're either lazy not intentional or we're carrying a lot of hurt and and we already anticipate more hurt That's if we thing. reach and are vulnerable to our yep. to our partners yeah and if you if you and as soon as you start anticipating then all things become shut off and right. remember you know um see I, I there's a there's a scripture verse in isaiah 43 19 says see I am making new things. It also mm -hmm. says, I make all things new, right? That. Sorrows in the night, joy comes in the morning. There's so many different scripture verses mm -hmm. that talk talk about renewal is literally just around the corner. Yeah. You can literally Take make- a little bit yes. of risk. That's why we're saying new year, new us, a little bit of risk. Um, there was a there was an old Christmas movie about the winter warlock and he had a uh -huh. cold heart and mm -hmm. they sing a song about just one foot in front of the other. Uh -huh. That's all he had to do was just take one step. Sometimes you just have to take that one yeah. step and say, we can do this. We can stop yeah. using our words the way we are wow. and we can learn a better way to communicate what's good, Yes, which is I want you. So just as much as we might present harshly, then we're going to get that same response and vice versa we could also and, and listen we all know the iconic Brene Brown where she studies about you know vulnerability if we lead off with that one little emotional risk you mm -hmm. know maybe that soft vulnerable reach mm -hmm. that can in time hopefully thaw and influence the response that we get so we can either enhance our injure over and over again. So new year, new us. So I hope that you are able to um, learn different ways and approaches. I'm hoping that you get inspired. So what can couples do? So um, definitely if we teach them how to work on their new approaches on communication, um, I feel like, is that like a whole nother session we should be talking about? Maybe. Like giving them some tools, like maybe this is a good place for them to go back and go, hold on, 
what patterns have we found ourselves in? Mm -hmm. You know, Shannon and Greg have given us some of these things to think about. Mm -hmm. These are some patterns that we're doing. Like, am I using my words carelessly? Mm -hmm. Am I trying to operate out of injury? And so I am, I am using my words then to kind of injure back. Am I um, not feeling loved and I haven't gone to the source? So I'm, I'm trying to get that in a way that's not effective. Like, mm -hmm. what is it? And I think if we could, maybe if they could take a, a minute and kind of, you call it kind of map the cycle. Yeah. This is sort of mapping out, like, where are we getting our communication wrong? Focusing on that individually, then maybe we come back in the next session and to, and really give them some like, yeah. all right, here's now some tools. I don't know that we're going to do that mm -hmm. effectively yeah. um, before they maybe, what do you think? Yeah, we're going to probably have to do that because um, there are so many kind of aspects of this that are hard to really kind of teach. Yeah. Um, but listen, most of our couples that we work with, that we come across on a day and day, they're not unintelligent people. They're very no. smart people. Yeah. They desire to want to do this right and yep. well. They love God and yep. love his, you know, um, and it's not like they it's it's like something else is going on something right something else is going so on. there are under we can give them the fair fighting rules we can tell them how to do it but when they get at home there's other things at play there's the brain that wants to kick in and, and self-protect these are the emotional mm -hmm. deposits that play a narrative in our head that kind of interacts because if we're said that this is the one person that we're supposed to love like Christ loved the church then knowing them well means we know why they emotionally trigger mm. what it looks like when they emotionally trigger what the narrative and those core kind of um, needs and desires and longings are you know and usually you can probably guess boil it down to one or two most of the time per se, my wife is going to protest if she's feeling unheard or unprioritized or for a man, not um, if you know your, your partner, well, then you know, to be true. Typically he shuts down on me when he's feeling disrespected or inadequate or, you know, those kinds of things. If you know core of what your partner, then you can speak to those needs instead of this meta narrative, these meta communications on the surface instead and and really get to a, a more deeper level. But that requires a whole lot of another conversation. Well, and I think I think that right there might be where we pick up this next one. I'd love to mm. unpack that. But I think if we could learn that, and I, I'm even interested in like, I want to hear a little more what you have to say on that. <laughs> because if we can learn that, and now my focus is shifting on her she's not she's not just saying hey you're always on my phone yes but see to know her yeah to know what her triggers are i should want to know that mm -hmm. so that i can navigate better i would love to unpack that a little more which yeah. then might lead us to giving some tips now like okay so now that you know this and you know how your communication style is now we're going to give you some tips on do this instead right right yeah um, we can really talk more about what do we do when that accusation comes in? If I know to be true, this other thing, that would how be do very I respond? Helpful. Absolutely. Yeah, love it. And then what we know is that once we get this new cycle built and, and um, we are 
navigating that well, we're talking about these stress points, our relationship differently, then we kind of have to reach backwards into the relationship and have these intentional healing conversations of these past hurts that have not been addressed over the years so that they are not wrecking havoc in the current situation of the relationship. Painful. Sometimes hard. hard. That's why they call it healing conversations. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot to still be talked and unpacked with communication. Yeah. But this is just starting the conversation with you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Hopefully you are feeling inspired to follow us. Yes. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss um, the New Year, New Us series as we unpack all of this. Thank you for being here, Pastor Greg. Looking forward to our next one. Absolutely. Thank you for listening, love leaders. Be sure to check out all our links in the show notes and visit me at shannonrobertscounseling.com. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any others. Until next time, go lead in loving well.